0: All right, it is Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, Doug McCallum, the Surrey mayor, there was another city council meeting last night in Surrey. It wasn't as wild as the one the no. night before. Uh but McCallum, of course, still under pressure, charged with that facing that criminal mischief charge, he's refusing to step down. Let's have a listen to what he he said yesterday and then I'll get your thoughts. He's asked here, will you step down? Will you resign as mayor? Here's what he said. No, I I I will not. Um, I I um, have, but I think a lot of it's political. Um, We're in election time right now, and I will not step down.
1: You will have to go on trial. Is it appropriate for you to continue working in your role?
0: Yes, of course. I'm innocent until proven guilty, so yes, of course it is. All right, so you were thinking maybe he would not run. He says he's he says he's going to run. He
1: says he's going to run, but he hasn't hit the date for filing the papers yet. But yeah. uh, no, he's, he certainly says he's still in this thing. But I do note he has now says he's going to step aside as police chair for two meetings.
0: Yeah. So, like, so he's the chair of the police board while he's facing this criminal charge, mm-hmm. which is a crazy situation. Do you not know how to turn your phone <laughs> off? Turn,
1: of course, every time I'm on the radio, some a fellow reporter always phones me. So <laughs> okay. John was listening, okay. I'm, on the, I'm on, the, okay. on the air, John.
0: He'll call you back. Uh, it, you know, he yeah, says, I so he says he's going to step aside from chairing these police board meetings until the election's over.
1: Yeah, so was interesting. I was had a long uh, chat and interview with uh, Solicitor General Mike Farnworth yesterday, who's been watching this from afar. And I think the government's watching this with a mixture of fascination and frustration. Because this is, you know, um, Nathan Cullen, municipal affairs minister, uh, the other day said this is a challenge because this is the second largest city in B.C. And you have this, this chaos and circus-like atmosphere at city council meetings, which yeah. makes it d- dysfunctional. So I think everyone's hoping... There's a, a, a quick resolution to this, but justice, or the wheels of justice turn very slowly, so this is going to continue for some time.
0: Okay, and the province did bring in a law that would make it, mm-hmm. if you are facing a criminal charge like McCallum is, you'd well, be required it, to so step aside? It, it, uh,
1: if you're charged with an indictable offense, or if okay. the Crown decides to go the indictable route, uh, you would face, if you're a councillor or a mayor, you would uh, be required to take a mandatory paid leave of absence until this matter is resolved, one way or another, uh, and that can last for some time. And if you're, if you're convicted of an indictable offense, you're disqualified from office. So we've had some instances in the recent past, and Douglas McCallum's is certainly not a unique situation. We've had councillors and mayors at other jurisdictions who faced uh, allegations or charges, uh, and some have taken leave, some have not, some have resigned, some have not, and now there's a law in the books, that, but it's not retroactive. Uh, so it event, would not
0: apply to a McCallum?
1: No, and McCallum's not faced with an indictable offense, so it's uh, it's not applicable to his situation. But uh, certainly what's happened in Surrey is uh, it's basically a, a gong show. Okay, get set, get set to people, call me. People use different words than gong to describe this.
0: Uh, yeah, get set to call me on that and let me know if you think McCallum should step aside. Whereas a major news conference yesterday with a lot of the uh, the travel, the key travel and tourism industry associations in Canada, asking the government again, can you please drop these travel restrictions, especially the vaccine mandate mm-hmm. to even take a domestic flight in Canada. Let's have a listen to uh, Susie Grinal, CEO, Hotel Association of Canada.
2: Many other countries like Italy, the UK, Switzerland, have fully opened up travel and are fiercely competitive destinations. We believe that Canada should follow suit. So as we gear up for what we hope will be an incredibly busy summer we are calling on the government today to alleviate the pain points and remove unnecessary restrictions
0: okay it doesn't seem to be any indication the federal government is in a rush to do that
1: not a rush but keep in mind you and i talked about this before the travel rules in particular are constantly evolving uh, more than any other sector um, but they're evolving slowly and so the as we head into the tourist season um, there are pressures mounting on the government to relax some of these uh, restrictions. Other countries are doing it, and when you're when you're faced with the reality that the vast majority of people out there are vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, this is a, affects a relatively small group of people, but it can be problematic for some tourism
0: operators. Yeah, vaccinated and still getting COVID anyway. Like I know more people now who are fully vaccinated, but still,
1: but have COVID anyway,
0: but than ever not, before.
1: But they're not in hospital. Well, so. I agree. Like,
0: yeah, but that, but I'm just saying, what is the what is the point of maintaining these restrictions at this point? And
1: that's why I think the pressure is going to continue on the yeah. government. I wouldn't be surprised at some point uh, earlier in the summer than later that these restrictions are lifted.
0: Okay, election day in Ontario.
1: Looks, the polls are suggesting a walk-away, runaway win for Doug Ford. Doug Ford. the majority.
0: didn't look like that no. some time ago. It looked like he was in trouble at one point. Now it looks like he's going to another, walk an- to a majority.
1: Another incumbent government uh, yeah. is rewarded by the voters in the pandemic.
0: Let's have a listen to uh, the Ontario Premier here, the Conservative Premier of Ontario running for re-election today. Here he is at his final campaign rally. If you want real action... If you want to get it done, you have one choice, the Ontario PCs. Okay, if you want to get it done, this is one of his campaign slogans. Seems to be working for him.
1: Yeah, I think he surprised a lot of people. I think, uh, you know, in his first term, I think there was a lot of doubters. People thought he was just like a, a carbon copy of his erratic um, late brother, Rob Ford. Uh, but he's proven to be sort of this... Um, get-it-done, practical leader, not heavily ideological. I think he probably had a fair number of liberal NDP su- soft supporters on the other parties voting for him. The the alternatives, the other leadership um, candidates are kind of lackluster yeah. uh, compared to his sort of larger-than-life personality. So he's yeah. going to have another majority government here. You know, and I've talked to NDP cabinet ministers in BC who have really, they admit they've really had their doubts about him at the the, the beginning of the first term. Now they're saying, hey, you know, we can work with him. You know, we've worked with him for for a number of years.
0: I think a couple of other things he's got going for him too is this uncertain economy and his emphasis on jobs, Mm -hmm. economic growth, and people just not wanting to risk change in an uncertain period. And so he seems to be be rewarded for that. That's
1: rewarded other incumbent governments. You saw that in B.C. in the last election. People do not want change, fearful of change. Rather go with the dance with the devil, you know, than the one you don't know. And I think that continues to be a a major factor with voters.
0: And as you mentioned, his opponents are weak. The NDP leader there, Andrea Horvath. I wonder if they're going to hang on to their position. Yeah, I wonder too. When they are defeated later today, Stephen Del Duca is the Ontario... Liberal leader, not exactly setting the world on fire either. Here, Here's Stephen Del Duca.
1: you have to vote liberal. People in this province need help. They need progressive solutions to support themselves.
0: Well, they don't seem to be responding to his no, message. No,
1: liberals run a really uh, flat campaign. Yeah. As a New Democrat, I just don't think the public's been listening to the opposition parties there. Similar to what we saw in the last election here. It's tough for opposition parties to gain traction right now with the public whose minds are still very much on other things.
0: Okay, I know you're excited today because things are getting back to uh, some normalcy around the legislature these days, including the annual
1: Beef Day. BC Beef Day. So the Cattlemen's Associations from Kamloops in town. Brian uh, Misco of the House of Q is uh, out there in the back. I've already seen him. Uh, this is a very popular event at the legislature. It, neighbors of the legislature and people at the legislature line up for a long time to get barbecued beef burgers. But again, it's larger than that. We're finally seeing a return, to, as you say, to normalcy at the legislature, just like we're seeing in society. So these events that have been suspended for more than two years, not three years, uh, are now coming back. We had BC Dairy Day. Uh, yeah. for the first time this week with free ice cream for everyone. Uh, so this is nothing to do with politics, but it's all about uh, celebrating the various se- industrial sectors. So basically.
0: these are the same government MLAs who are saying to school boards, we want no more hot dogs, hamburgers, and pizza in B.C. Yeah. public schools
1: That's a nice who, will be,
0: who will be lined up for their beef I'm, burgers I'm today. I'm pretty
1: sure Brian uh, and his gang are not serving tofu burgers out okay, there.
0: Okay, I don't <laughs> and, think so
1: In fact, I took a look and they held up a giant slab of Side of beef and said, Is this big enough? I said, know nope, make it two.
0: I, I think it's ridiculous that, uh, you know, these school food rules that they seem to be ramming through no more pizza days, no more hot dog days. You can't have a bake sale out of school. I wonder if they're going to
1: revisit that. I mean, yeah, my, my kids went to school. Pizza Day was a big day. Hot yeah. dog days were a big day. A nice distraction. It, it's, it's not like you're having that every single day of the, of the year. Well, just
0: like you're not having beef day no. every single day at the legislature like they're having today. Yeah, no. Everything in moderation.
1: Everything in moderation. Right. Uh, again, I wonder if those school rules are going to have to be.
0: All right, it's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Lots of calls. Let's go right to them. Mike and Langley. Hi, Mike. Hey, I just, this
2: travel ban, they say it affects like a small minority, but there's a lot of families that are like split vaccinated. One is, one isn't. So the whole family doesn't travel. So even though 90% of people are vaccinated, it's a lot higher that affects the travel ban. And I mean, there's no science behind it. The Edmonton Oilers for their playoff games in LA flew from Edmonton to Vancouver, bust across the border to Bellingham, got on a plane and flew to LA. Like, if that doesn't show you what a joke this is, and that the government is just operating on a giant F.U. to everyone who didn't bow down to them. Like, there's no science behind this anymore. it's just it was, it's clear it was driven sure. by money and power, so we need to get on, because it's actually affecting a lot more than the 10% that aren't vaccinated.
0: Well, you know, I think a lot of people supported the mandates when they were brought in. I think mm-hmm. there's probably waning support. I haven't seen any real detailed polling on it recently, but Trudeau was asked about this yesterday, and he said, look, you know, We are reviewing the rules constantly. We will change them, but he doesn't seem to be in a rush to drop them. No,
1: but I think he opened the door there. He certainly didn't slam the door shut. I I do think um, people's attitudes are changing. The fact that, you know, we, we dropped the vaccine mandate for restaurants where people gather in close quarters. Right. Uh, so I think we are going to see the, the dropping of the mandates for international travel. Yeah,
0: or certainly for domestic travel, don't mm-hmm. you think?
1: Yep. I like think Like to so.
0: take a domestic flight within Canada, I mean, that can't remain there forever. Uh,
1: I think it will change over the yeah. summer.
0: Adam in Maple Ridge. Hi, Adam, go ahead.
2: It's actually funny. I was going to say somewhat the same thing, but then also to add to it, uh, we're going on a cruise this August for Alaska, and we're all triple vacs, except for my nephews, who are very young. And we're racing to get them vaccinated so we can go. So I actually kind of agree with the the other caller is is mandates. I think the mandates do need to start coming off.
0: Well, I think it's and, a good point that caller raised there about how you know a lot of people. There may be one or two family members who are not vaccinated. Maybe well, you know then that keeps people apart.
1: Right. Well, that would probably apply mostly to younger people because they're they're. Uh, later in the queue when it comes to getting second doses or boosters. So that could be a situation where someone may not have the full vaccination requirement. But right now, the boost if you have two doses, you're considered vaccinated. It, you don't need three, yeah. according to Canadian travel rules. I'm not sure about some cruise ships, but uh, two doses is considered full uh, immunization.
0: Okay, keep calling me. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. James in Kelowna. Hi, James. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, you know, all throughout the pandemic, the 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 line that was always given to the public was follow the science. And I think the longer they they do this, the more reluctant people are going to be the next time to even get on board with this stuff, because at this point, where is the science? Well, it's I mean, political. That- it, it's it's become so political. It's ob- it's so obvious that that that's that's I'm looking ahead to the future. And every every week and month that this goes by where they keep these on uh, in the absence of science,
0: it it just becomes obvious uh, that this isn't any longer about science. This
1: is politics. Okay, thanks for the call. Well, vaccinations are about science. Now, the, the travel restrictions are different than the need to get vaccinated. So, again, well, I'm, I'd be very surprised if these are not changed in the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to come up on a weekly basis as we go through the summaries. And, again, the fact that the travel associations took that extraordinary step yesterday, that's an example of an industrial sector that's been cooperating with the government yes. on a number of levels and now making the case, hey, we've got to relax it. And a good parallel here, you take what the BC restaurant sector worked very close with public health throughout this pandemic, knowing that the establishments had to be closed for a certain period of time. They obeyed the rules um, and they were really exemplary in really working with public health as a result, partly as a result, the vaccine vaccination mandates are gone for restaurants in BC. Restaurants were seen as a safe place now. Uh, and now the travel industry has been working with public health, and now the p- travel industry is saying, okay, now is the time to change. So again, I'd be surprised if it doesn't but change. But
0: it's like you said, it's kind of the gloves seem to be coming off when they're doing news conferences, mm-hmm. putting pressure on the government, yeah. not in sort of private talks behind the scenes, exactly. going public on it. Yeah. yeah. Steve in Surrey, Hi, Steve. Go ahead.
2: Hi, guys. Great show. I would I just want to talk about the mental health crisis and crime. First of all, I have to state my point. I'm a social worker. That means I'm kind of left-wing. I'm against kind of government and, you know, all that. But we have to take a step back. The whole paradigm of our thinking has gone wrong. We, for, As soon as there's a bad crime committed, we think, did the person have a mental health problem and focus on that. I'm totally for supporting people with mental health issues, but take a step back. Do you think Paul Bernardo or Clifford Olson or 80% of the guys in prison had a mental health problem? Yes, but the crime and the punishment they did to society outweighed that. So when we see a guy smashing glass and bottles in people's face, knifing people spontaneously on the back, and we have a mayor that first says he might have had a mental health problem. So we have to focus on that. Would he have said that if his dear wife had hit? Mm. Do you understand? That, that? Our whole thinking is, is has okay. the pendulum's gone too far. I'll let you guys
0: comment on that. Thank Bye. you for the call. Good minute. I
1: assume you're suggesting that the, there's no punishment associated with people who have mental health And that's an issue that's been raised in the floor of the legislature by the B.C. Liberals. They label it the catch and release. They've uh, produced a couple of instances of two individuals, I think one in Prince George and one in Vancouver or one in Victoria, who've had more than 200 interactions with the police and have yet to have any jail time or any. Well, it's
0: like the guy who he stabbed a guy at a uh, East Van gas Gas station station. yesterday, a horrifying attack caught on video. What happens to that guy now? Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. the point the, the opposition has been making is that far too often there are no consequences. And yeah. that uh, mental health is seen as an excuse. Okay, thanks for coming Talk in. To tomorrow. Enjoy off Beef to, Day. Off to
0: BC Beef Day. Okay.